to the $100 MBA show, the place to go when you want to be in the know when it comes to business building lessons every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today's episode is a must-read episode. In our must-read episodes, I share with you a book that I've read that has greatly influenced me as an entrepreneur. I share with you its takeaways, its insights, and why you should read it too. And I'm really excited to share with you today's must-read, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Phil Knight is the founder, the creator of Nike, the biggest sporting goods company in the world that grosses $30 billion in sales every year. That's billion with a B. That's incredible. Now, Shoe Dog is basically Phil Knight's autobiography. It's his memoir, how he got started and how he got to where he is today, which is an interesting time because Phil Knight is no longer the CEO of Nike. And later this year, he's stepping down as a chairman of a board of trustees at Nike. Perfect timing to tell the whole story. I want to start by saying that this was an incredibly enjoyable book. So much so, I have pushed it in my top five favorite business books. And I was critical. I had a lot of questions about Phil Knight. I've heard a lot of things about him. Some good, some bad. And I wanted to hear what he had to say about his journey. He discusses how he built the company from nothing and how the company was on the verge of bankruptcy for almost two decades. How his bootstrap mentality really helped the company be where it is today. He also addressed a lot of the controversy that's around Nike, like labor conditions at their factories overseas. This book is full of surprises and insights that I can't wait to share with you. So let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of the $100 MBA show is supported by HostGator. If you're looking for an all-in-one solution for your business website, then HostGator is the way to go. Not only will they take care of your site, but they'll take care of backups and security, domain names, SSL certificates, a whole lot more. It's your one-stop shop. And with their 24-7 live support via phone, chat, or email, you can reach out to somebody at HostGator at any time to get help with your website. Best of all, they can get you started without breaking the bank. With this special offer from HostGator to listeners of the $100 MBA show, save 30% and get started for as low as $5 a month. Just go to HostGator.com slash MBA30 to get this insane deal. Again, it's HostGator.com slash MBA30. Shoe Dog by Phil Knight reads like a great novel. I was actually shocked how well it was written. I mean, Phil is a good writer. He's a great storyteller. He really puts you right in the moment and shares all the emotions he was going through at that time. The book starts off when Phil's a young man, graduated from college, 24 years old, and is embarking on a journey, on a trip around the world. He wants to see the world. He wants to see all the different cultures, all the sights and sounds that he's dreamt about for a long time. And along that journey, he also has this crazy idea. He wants to make a stop in Japan. Yes, he's interested in checking out the Japanese culture, but his crazy idea is he wants to resell some Japanese running shoes. Now, at this time, he barely had enough money to travel, to go on this trip, but he knew that there were these Japanese running shoes called Tigers he wanted to start selling in the U.S. He knew that they would sell like hotcakes, so he took a leap of faith and organized a meeting with the company. And that's kind of how the story starts. Now, remember, this is the 60s here. It was crazy enough for him to be traveling world at that time. It's not as easy as it is now, let alone be a 24-year-old kid going into a boardroom at a Japanese company post-war. I mean, the States was at war with Japan just a few years ago. 
and the book takes off from that point on. And Phil walks you through every step of the way, all the struggles he's had, whether that's confidence or financial struggles or struggles building the right team. He shares with you all the emotions and the things that are going on in his head during these struggles. But the thing he keeps going back to is why he did this. Now, he mentions in the book that he was a former athlete, he used to be a track star, loves running, still runs to this day. And after his college career, he realized he's not going to be a professional athlete. He's just not going to make it. But he still wanted to be involved in sports somehow. And that's how he got into sporting goods or at the start, running shoes. So I find that very interesting. He had a passion for something. And instead of saying, oh, that dream is done, it's over, I can't do it, being a professional athlete, he found a way to still fulfill the dream in some other way. He built a business around the thing he loves, running. Now, there's a main thread throughout this story, throughout his whole journey. He's obsessed with quality. He's obsessed with performance. He's obsessed with winning. And as he's building his shoe company, he wants to innovate. He wants to do better and bigger things. He wants to change the game. And just to put you again in perspective, in the late 60s, 70s, when his business was starting to take off, running wasn't a thing. People didn't run. People didn't go for a jog. This is a modern phenomenon. This is something maybe that really started to pick up in the late 80s, 90s. The only people that actually ran or played sport past the age of, you know, mid-20s were professionals. And part of his goal was changing the actual climate, changing the actual attitude or the market's mindset about sports, that everybody can be an athlete, and therefore you're going to need the gear. An awesome takeaway where he really realizes that in order for me to be really successful, I got to change the way people think about their bodies, how they think about athletics, how they think about exercise. I got to make it approachable. It's not just about Olympic athletes, not just about professional athletes on whether it's the tennis court or the basketball court or the football field. Because selling shoes to professional athletes is not enough for you to have a viable business, to have a successful, fruitful business. You need the common person, the everyday man, to be bought into this idea. And it made me reflect about my own business and my own market. And what are some of the beliefs my market has? And is there a way I can change that? Is there a way I can re-educate them? in order to have a better business on my hands. As he's shaping his direction in the industry, and he's forming this company, Nike, that we know today, they need to create a logo. And they hire a college student to create a logo. It cost them $35. And after they were presented the final version, which is the now swoosh, Phil Knight wasn't in love with it. He was like, it's okay. But his other partners in the business thought it was nice and it was good enough. So he decided, ah, it's good enough for now. Let's just keep on moving forward. We have no other choice. This is what we can afford. Let's just keep moving on. The logo is not a huge deal. Now the Nike swoosh is probably one of the most popular or most well-recognized logos in the world. And he paid $35 for it. It puts things in perspective. How much time are you spending on your logo, on certain design elements? How much are you tweaking and playing around with it? Phil's attitude was, just move forward. We can change it later. We can modify it later if we have to. He didn't. The point here is that he doesn't let that slow him down. Keeps his eye on the prize. And he realizes what the differences are between big decisions and small decisions. And decisions that are irreversible. One of the major takeaways I got from his story, from this book, was how well he built his team. Phil recognized from the start that he can't do this alone. That he has to hire some really great people. People with great attitudes with great skill sets that were loyal. There's a sense of loyalty amongst his team. People working really hard 
And it's because he's a leader, because he leads, because he inspires, because they feel like they're part of a bigger thing than themselves. This is something that really resonated with me. And it reminded me of another book I read, Elon Musk by Ashley Vance. Elon is the same type of leader where he brings around him a great group of people to build what he needs to build. And he inspires them, he motivates them, he keeps them on track. Now, Phil in the book makes it very clear he's a very hands-off manager. In fact, some of his employees were a little bit ticked off about how hands-off he was. But at the same time, they appreciated that. They appreciated the autonomy, the freedom to manage themselves. And he mentions a quote in the book that really resonated with me. He says, tell them what to do, not how to do it, and let them surprise you. I love that. Speaking of quotes, there are tons of great quotes in this book. I mean, he just drops dimes one after another. It's really, really great. I mean, I had to pause a few times because like, wow, that was a great quote. One of them was about confidence. He notices when people have great confidence and he envies that. And during that same exact time when he was making this observation, he was going through some cash flow problems with his business. And he made a correlation and it said, confidence is like cash. You got to have some to get some. Meaning if you have zero confidence in yourself, it's very hard for you to be confident. Got to be a little bit confident. You got to give yourself some credit. You got to allow yourself to be a little bit confident in order to get more confidence because you got to be able to do things. When you're confident, you're, you take the first step, and that first step gives you more confidence, and the next step gives you more confidence. Same thing with cash. It's really hard to make money when you have zero dollars. Even a little money helps you start a small business. That's why I tell people when you're starting a business and you're in debt or you don't have any money, solve that problem first. Get out of debt and have some runway, have some savings. That's your first step of building a business. That's your first hustle. Once you have a little bit of money you can work with, then you can start something up. There's tons more in this book, and I found myself just wanting to hear more and more from Phil. One of the things I really was looking forward to him clearing up was all the controversy he got, all the flack he got about, you know, having all his factories abroad. This is very commonplace now. Everything is made outside of the U.S. for U.S. companies, for the most part. But he started probably earlier than most having issues manufactured in third world countries. I'm going to share with you his perspective on this. The other side of the coin, his opinion, the one that we often don't hear. But before that, let me give love to today's sponsor, HostGator. When it comes to your business website, you can't mess around. You got to go with somebody who's got your back 24-7. That's why I love HostGator. Every plan comes with 24-7 live support via phone, chat, or email. That means you can hop on and speak to somebody at any time of day, no matter where you are, to get the help you need for your website. You need an update, you want a new design change, you want to register a new URL, you need an SSL certificate, they got your back. And HostGator loves small businesses, and that's why they want to help every listener of The 100 MBA Show with an amazing discount, a 30% discount that gets you a plan for under $5 a month. Get everything you need to run your business website at HostGator.com slash MBA30. Again, go to the special link to get this amazing deal, hostgator.com slash MBA30. So Phil takes a moment to address the controversy that surrounds the idea of outsourcing all your labor overseas and the conditions of those factories. First, Phil points out that as soon as this issue kind of came to light, the Nike team really made an effort to improve the conditions in all their factories. In fact, they are the gold standard when it comes to labor overseas, when it comes to safety as well as conditions. He also mentions it's just not that simple. For example, he'd like to pay his factory workers more, but he simply can't. 
government officials in those countries will not allow it simply because culturally or social economically the government officials say you can't pay a shoemaker or somebody who works in a factory as much as a doctor in the same country so the normal minimum wage in the US is a doctor's salary in some of these countries that would create an imbalance in their economy an imbalance in their society and therefore the government officials in those countries refuse to allow him to pay them more now you can obviously make the argument that hey he should be creating these shoes within the US to create jobs for Americans but that's not really an ethical argument it's maybe you being patriotic and want to support your own country and that's fine and dandy but the point is that Phil Knight points out in the book that he tried to do everything he can given the restrictions he had he actually points out specific things that are very innovative in their industry like for example Nike created a water-based bonding agent instead of a chemical based to be a lot safer for their workers they're not inhaling fumes and they don't have the risk of hurting themselves he was an innovator in this area and now all of his competitors do the same and in fact in 2014 McLean actually named Nike as the number 1 socially responsible company in the world so the takeaway i got from this was that film light responded he heard people complaining he realized hey this is not the company i should have i should improve it we should improve the conditions as much as possible he didn't just deny it. he didn't just say oh whatever this is business he took on feedback and he improved that's admirable he doesn't have to do that he's making billions a year but instead it was all about the company it was all about how can we become better how can we make things better for other people i thought that was pretty cool all oh, i really really enjoyed shoe dog by film night there's so much more i wish i could cover in this episode the book is quite long he goes through the whole journey talks about you know the stardom of michael jordan and how that influenced the company and how he never thought people would be so passionate about shoes and so many business and life lessons along the way i highly recommend you pick up shoe dog we'll put a link in today's show notes just go to 100mba.net/mba765 That wraps up today's lesson. I hope you loved it. I really enjoyed teaching it. If you have some feedback for us, please let us know in an iTunes rating and review. We love reading reviews from you, hearing from you, knowing what you love about the show. Just click on the cover art right now on your iPhone, and you'll see a link that says "Give us a rating and review." Click on that link, and the rest is super simple. All right, I'll check you guys in tomorrow's episode. But before that, let me leave you with this. There's something about seeing the whole journey. I mean, Phil Knight is towards the end of his career. He's leaving the company at the end of the year, and he's able to talk about everything he's experienced. He can share with you his insights. And one of the things I didn't mention that I really took away is that he has a sense of drive, and he kept telling himself throughout the whole journey, through the tough times, through the sweet times, to just keep going, keep going, stay consistent, no matter how hard it gets, keep going, keep doing it. And I think that's where just do it comes from. And he mentions that he does get that from his days in track where you just have to keep pushing yourself to keep that routine up to keep running no matter how painful it can get keep going and I want to pass that on to you keep going in your business no matter how hard it is keep trying try different things pivot don't give up keep moving forward all right I'll check you in tomorrow's episode I'll see you then take care